today on CityCast Pittsburgh. When you say book festival, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the scholastic book fair from childhood. That's how long it's probably been since I attended a proper one. But Pittsburghers Marshall Cohen and Lori Moser are trying to change that. The Shadyside residents both came out of retirement to launch the first ever totally free Greater Pittsburgh Festival of Books. It's all day this Saturday. Nearly 40 authors spread over six locations, all in East Liberty, and all paying tribute to the Berg. CityCast's Morgan Moody and I caught up with them about what finally got them to take the plunge. It's Thursday, May 12th. I'm Megan Harris, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So I've been reading through your bios and everyone on the team says something about uh, wondering why Pittsburgh never had a book festival of its own. Um, It kind of sounds like this thought may have gone back decades for some of you. Um, So why uh, this group of folks and why now? Why is now the right time for a book festival? Um, It's a a good question. Um, And I don't really have a good answer. I mean, it's (laughs) not an original idea. Um, Actually, um, Another uh, gentleman who's very instrumental in all this, Bob Hoover, who's retired uh, book review editor and book editor from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he's had this idea, you know, when I first met him three years ago, he had been talking about this idea three or four years before that. Maybe it's just a confluence of the availability of people to really work on it, you know, being able to spend that kind of time. And I actually think You know, people are so thirsty for things coming out of the pandemic um, that um, it began to resonate in in that fashion. One of the things we found as a big challenge was that a lot of people kind of liked the idea, but they didn't really know what a book festival was. Um, And so, you know, what we've been trying to do is make sure they do understand that. And I think certainly what they'll see on Saturday is what a book festival is. I think you brought up a good point there, Marshall, when you said um, everybody wanted a book festival. Nobody wanted to do it. And Marshall and I were too stupid to understand why they were saying that. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, we talked to to the head of the library and she'd say, well, I'll help, but I'm not doing it. We talked to other literary folks um, uh, at the universities and all about town, uh, even through the folks at the Children's Museum. And they'd say, oh, what a great idea, but we don't have the bandwidth to do it. So Marshall and I developed the bandwidth to get it done. And indeed, we have done it. My gosh, we've done it. Yeah. So, Lori, what is a book festival? If I didn't know what I was walking into, what can I expect? Well, on our website, we actually have a, a, a space that says, what the heck's a book festival? <laughs> and, and, and it's a time for authors, poets, illustrators to all come together and present their stories uh, at, at s- separate sessions, sometimes in panels, sometimes in, in discussion. And in our case, we have 30 authors coming at five venues and they will talk about their books. There'll be a time for question and answer. And then the bookstores will be available to sell the books and have the author sign it. So that, that's the essence of it. But it really is more than that. It's, it's raising the literacy 
the interest in literacy in the community. It is showing Pittsburgh to be a literate a city that's blessed with wonderful writers and poets enough to attract more um, publishers to come to Pittsburgh and bring their authors to here. So it, it, it's kind of a marketing plan as well as, as a literacy. And the third thing uh, at a book festival that I, I'm very partial to are children's programming and that I love short, I love the, the picture books. I love the YA books. And in fact, we're going to do, we have all of that, but we also have hands-on where we're going to do all kinds of activities that are related to literacy. We'll have a Braille machine, we'll have printing presses, we'll have coding. And, and that's all part of the expanding definition of what literacy is. And 200 or more cities around the United States have book festivals. Las Vegas has a book festival. When I found that out, my, you know, I was like, who knew? You know, Las Vegas has a city cast. We'll have to let them know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, and part of what uh, my wife and I have gone to book festivals across the country. And what you can't see some of the walls in this room that I'm in with the books, but there are book festival posters from different places hanging all over. You are truly surrounded by books on all sides. What do you have? Yeah. Three thousand. Yeah. Three thousand. Thirty. Thirty-five hundred. Something. Wow. But who's counting? <laughs> what I love about book festivals: one, the energy in a proximate place, very close, where you can get exposed to a whole range of things. You know, if you're interested in history, if you're interested in reading mysteries, if you're interested in reading science fiction, biographies, memoirs, whatever, it's all going to be around you and available. And you can kind of make your choice and get exposed to authors and writers that you, you may never have encountered and you, you develop that interest. And when you go to the kids stuff at book festivals and you see families you see families there and, and trying to make sure that the tradition of, you know, enriching their children with, with the values of reading and literacy, I mean, it all, it all sort of comes together. So it's a, that's what we hope and we think is going to be happening on Saturday, that energy all around literacy. And, and you know, one of the important parts of this is it's free. It's mm -hmm. free. There are no costs or anything for anybody to come to any of these sessions, and we think that's a really good thing. I think another thing that's important for the book festival is that it, however long it lasts, it's our hope that we'll continue that, that building on building literacy interests throughout the year. There are so many organizations that are already doing that. Uh, literacy Pittsburgh, the libraries, the family community centers, uh, and, and they're all doing wonderful stuff. And I see us as kind of being the thread to connect all of these different organizations. For example, there's an organization called Family, no, Allegheny Family Network. They're in Natrona Heights. And we did a pop-up with them that fathers came and built bookcases, 12 by 12 by 12 bookcases. Oh. The festival with a grant from the Grable Foundation was able to buy books and so we put books into these into these book nooks. The kids the kids painted it in chalk paint. We sent them home with books, the book nook, the the chalk that they could decorate it, and the fathers were reading. And this was particularly for fathers. And so if we can if we can continue those kind, we did a a, a poetry a, a slam poetry uh, contest at Propel Andrew Street High School. And the winners, the three winners, are going to 
read their poems on uh, at the at the KDKA stage at one thirty on Saturday. So we're ecstatic about this, and those are the kinds of things that we can keep bur- bubbling and percolating all through the year. Right. Yeah. Well, what event are you most looking forward to? Because you've got a pretty good roster of stuff happening really all day long. I mean, just some of the wonderful discussions we have going on is there's a there's a three author discussion in the morning uh, with Stuart Onan, Tom Sweaterlich, and Claire Beams about called speculative fiction, and 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 these folks are just known worldwide and and just respected, and you know, Stuart has a new book out, and Claire has a book out. If if I was just a, an attendee, that's where I, one of the ones I'd make a beeline for. But I, I'm scheduled somewhere else. Tom Sweaterlich has written a couple science fiction novels. One of which, a lot of it is set, and I I read this one four or five years ago. A lot of it is set on a street in Shady Side that I used to walk when I was a kid, going to school in Shady Side. I mean, I started reading it. I said, "Wow, I know I know exactly where he's talking about. I know that street number and so forth." So. It's that that kind of imagination um, that that really uh, is great. We have um, Pulitzer Prize winning writer Eliza Griswold, who's going to be talking environmental stuff and and teamed up with a Wall Street Journal reporter who's uh, also written an environmental uh, book. We have a National Book Award winner Nathaniel Philbrook with his new book about George Washington and travels with George and George Washington, of course, was in Western Pennsylvania. So we try to tie it all as much as we could to Pittsburgh in some way or fashion. Nathaniel Philbrick graduated Alderdice High School. Um, we also have uh, a woman, Jennifer Hay, whose new book was on the front cover of the New York Times Book Review about a month ago. And her new book is about an abortion clinic and what happens. And the timing. Nothing could be timelier. Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing could be timelier right now than than listening to her and to talk about her book and her findings. So it's a terrific book because it's it's not so much about oh it's about some people who are protesting abortion and some people are pro abortion, but it's about the women who are getting abortions and it crosses every spectrum. So it's the the senior in high school who's going to Dartmouth or Yale and has to have an abortion, and it's the fifteen year old kid you know who had been raped by a relative and what she has to go through. And it, at that part to me was really fascinating. We have somebody else's coming that's really timely. His name is Jonah Winter, and he's a children's author, an illustrator, and he's done approximately 40 books. But he's not going to speak to kids this time. He's going to speak to the adult audience about censorship and and the great concerns that are happening in our country, how books are being censored, not only in schools and by school boards, but at libraries. And what a challenge that is for some of our educators. He does like a little kids biographies, right? Like I That's, think I remember a Roberto Clemente book. He did. And he did one on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And he's, and I see you're smiling. So you know them. Yeah. They and, just have very charming illustrations if it's what I'm thinking of. That's what you're thinking of. But he's, he's jumped over to the, to the big boy side, if you will, and, <laughs> and to talk about what censor, censorship is. And then there's a young adult author who's near and dear to everybody. Her name is Sharon Flake. Yeah, the skin I'm in. She's uh, just wonderful. I've heard her on WESA a couple of times. Well, she's just written in a sequel to that called The Life I'm In. 
And it, it follows a teenager who winds up in a whole sex trafficking scheme and what happens to her and who takes care of her and how she heals. And it's a really, it's an important book for, for young adults. It's an important book for every member of our community. So I think in that way, it, it wasn't actually planned that we'd have people speaking about current events, but we are. And yeah. that, that's kind of neat. That's kind of like serendipitous. Two other authors I'll mention just quickly is one is uh, Ken Gormley, who's the president in his spare time. He's the president of Duquesne University. Mm -hmm. uh, and has written some very notable histories and has a novel out for the first time set in Pittsburgh. And then um, Jeff Seiger grew up in Pittsburgh, actually a classmate of mine, who writes mysteries set in the Greek islands. And so I think, you know, you can see the, the, the scope, the diversity that, that we really wanted to do. And I think we, it's been accomplished of, of the range of choices and ideas and things that people can say, hey, I'm going to go listen to this guy or that guy and uh, maybe pick up their book and things like that. We also have three bookstores that are going to be there, um, which have been really, really great. And as I think like I said, everybody uh, buys a book and get that book signed by that author. And then there's just one other space that we didn't talk about. <laughs> we like to talk a lot. We do. We That's have so fine. much to no, say. Yeah, yeah. Like you love to read and you love to talk. That's great. We have, um, we have a tent at Bakery Square called Poetry Allowed, A-L-L-O-W-E-D. And we're, we're, we're presenting it, and Pittsburgh Arts and Lectures has agreed to be a sponsor of it. And we have 25 poets who are going to be reading all day, from 10 o'clock till 5 o'clock. And they include Toy Derricott, who is the, the the most special woman in town and the one of the best American poets. She just won a huge American Poetry Award, the Wall Stevens Award. And we've got Lynn Emanuel, who's retired from Pitt. We have Cameron Barnett, who's a who teaches at Falk, where he was a student himself. Uh, we have Soledad Caballero, who teaches at Allegheny um, College, and she's going to read some very tender works. So. And Judith Robinson, people that, that everybody loves. So I, I'm putting a plug in for the poets, too. Well, and so much of this, it sounds like, is kind of a celebration of Pittsburgh. Is that, you know, common in the other cities that you kind of look to as inspiration? Um, you know, why was that so important to make the city and its native-born sons and daughters uh, kind of the spotlight of the event? If if you follow, as, as we have to some extent... Uh, book festivals, if you watch what happens is they grow um, and they expand. And, you know, uh, one of the models always in my head was the Boston Book Festival because when, when Barbara and I started going to that, it was like one day uh, in Copley Square in Boston. Now it goes over a week. And one Saturday is in Copley Square, a big part of downtown Boston. But the next Saturday is I think out in Dorchester, which is one of the lower income you know communities, not in the city. And then during that week, there are events going on. And during the year, as we hope that we tried to do this past year, and we'll continue. There's there are all kinds of events that take place, literary events tied to the to the Boston Book Festival. So it, that's what happens. You know, the Los Angeles Times Book Festival. You know, they have a Hispanic stage. They have you know children's stage and so forth. And so. 
Pittsburgh has responded, I think. And I think we can look to uh, a path to achieve, you know, to grow it, to expand it, to, you know, in, improve even more the diversity, the, the combination of the history of what Pittsburgh was and now what Pittsburgh is and what Pittsburgh is going to be. I, I think we miss the boat sometimes by bringing in all these big shots when we have big shots right here. Pittsburgh needs to raise its profile in the national literary scene. And we think that this idea of a book festival can do that. And it really will do it in two ways, I think. It will really enhance and show the talent that's here, but also get on the radar of, of folks nationally who could produce you know, more nationally famous authors to come here and, and enable that kind of interchange in, in, you know, and exchange and so forth. So I think... It's it's that sort of rising tide uh, notion, uh, and we'll, you know, I used to have a series of pictures early on about pictures from different book festivals around the country, and I'd use in some presentations, and I always ended with a blank picture and said Pittsburgh with a question mark. Now, we're going to be able to fill that poster, that picture, and show this is what Pittsburgh has. Well, Marshall Cohen and Lori Moser are the co-chairs of the Greater Pittsburgh Festival of Books. You can find all the details about um, a full day of events at pittsburghbookfestival.com. Thank you both so much. Yeah, and have a great time this weekend. Thank you. I hope you'll join us. I will be there, yeah. Some more news before you go. Speaking of books, all libraries are not created equal. That's according to a new report looking into wealth gaps among the county's 45 suburban locations and the larger Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh system. Reporters found these disparities are really hurting low-income communities where access to free technology and literacy programs really matter the most. The Allegheny Regional Asset District and others are looking into it, but it sounds like there's a lot left to figure out. Pittsburgh's bike share system launched its new pedal and e-bikes. They're called Pogo, and they'll eventually replace the healthy ride bikes that first popped up in 2015. I know it's early days still, but as someone who struggles to get up these hills in the best shape of her life, I'm pretty stoked to have a little motorized boost to get through those tougher spots. And a website called The Betsperts ranked the overall reviews and fan popularity of pro sports arenas all over the U.S. Pittsburgh was one of just two cities with three arenas in that top 20 list. PNC Park tied for second, Heinz Field followed at number 16, and PPG Paints Arena tied at number 19. Um, But only one of those three is currently in a playoff run, so you know where our hearts lie. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. The show was made this week by Francesca DeBecco, Morgan Moody, Natalie Rivera, and me, Megan Harris. As always, our tunes are by Benji. Let us know what you want to hear more of. We're kind of in this to be fun and relevant reflection of our community. So your opinions matter as much or more than ours. You can call or text us with your thoughts at 412-212-8893. And you know the drill. We still love those ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. They help other people find us too. And if you haven't, please subscribe to the morning newsletter. There's stuff about the podcast and so much more in your inboxes every day at 6 a.m. We'll be back Tuesday with more news from around the city. Talk to you all next week. You know, we always we like to say if pickle if pickle people could have a if Pittsburgh <laughs> this is a tongue twister <laughs> Pittsburgh can have a pickle festival it sure as heck 
needs to and should have um, a, a book festival. So that's kind of our just sort of to each other justification.